Hey, this is Louisiana Sister Squad Podcast, where we bring you real information to enhance your truther lifestyle. I'm Katie. And I'm Tammy. Welcome Welcome to to the the show. show. The truth train doesn't stop here. Did you know that you can connect with us and our guests further? Join us on the uncensored platform, Telegram for live chats and Q&A with our guests. On this episode of Louisiana Sister Squad podcast, I'll be speaking with Gion. He's the host of interview series, which can be found on YouTube, Rumble, and Instagram. Today, we're going to talk about his journey that started with the mishandling of his mother's illness that led to her death. He's come across some very important information about what has been happening for the past three years. We do hope you'll share this message with a friend. Welcome to the show, Gion. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, well, number one, you know, thank you for uh, allowing me to speak, number one. And then, uh, yeah, so two is, uh, yeah, my name's Gion. I don't think, I wouldn't consider myself anybody particularly special in the sense of I'm not somebody with some, you know, clearance background of you know high intelligence or nothing like that i know so there's some people who claim to have that what uh what pretty much would happen with me um in terms of getting uh, being on camera and doing a lot of this more was my story of what happened to my mother which of course we'll get into but that's how interview series came to be which was how uh i started to interview some people get different insight have my own type of platform because there wasn't really a platform I can get on that would allow me to really tell my story. So I kind of started to get other people to tell their stories as well that a lot of people didn't know about at all because we need more of that. A lot of times people go after people with status and not people who, you know, like me at the time who didn't, I still don't consider myself to have a lot of status, but didn't have a lot of status. But my story is important for what I present and the evidence I present revolving around this fake virus and narrative. I think that that story of what happened to your mother is so important to talk about because these same things um, are happening to other people, have happened to other people, and would continue to happen to other people. And if you don't have this story somewhere in the back of your mind, then you know, how are you ever going to make those connections if these people are not doing those research? So um, let's dive right in. Let's talk about um, what happened with your mom. Yeah, sounds good. And, and I agree, you know, the, my without my mother, without that knowledge and information of what happened, none of this of what I know would be possible. So that's how I know everything happens for a reason. And nothing's an accident. So I actually in last year, uh, in 2021, I had gotten sick right after my birthday, which is uh, in June. And my sister's birthday is the next weekend uh, or the next week after mine. And with it being so close, you know, we do things, or at least we try to do things um, together, like as a family, uh, right after another. So there's mine, there's my sister's. So I had gotten sick and then I was, I wasn't really bad. It was kind of just like a cold and I was a little fatigued, but not in my are we free to also use all the terminology okay good because i don't like the sugarcoat stuff um so so at the time i didn't think you know it was COVID or whatever for me it took maybe about three to four days really to recover just because of the fatigue i was just tired that was it and so after my birthday was over my mom was like 
you know, oh, we, we need to do something for my sister's birthday. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I can really do anything right now. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm still like recovering. I don't feel that great. But uh, since my sister had just came back from Puerto Rico for going to school, she wanted to get us together to do something. So I just said, all right, you know, whatever, and sucked it up. And, and we uh, chose to go to San Diego. You know, it was a so-so trip in the sense of we didn't pick some of the best places to eat or whatever, blah, blah, blah. But I enjoyed having the family time and all that. And, you know, there's just cert cert certain things that kind of happened. Like my sister wanted to be a little princess and, and have her own bed or whatever. So me and my, my mom were sharing a bed, which is not good. For that trip, my brother, his girlfriend at the time came. So we were all together. We all, you know, did some stuff. After that trip, though, like shortly after, like a couple of days, my mom started getting sick. And I didn't even really think of anything of it me, being me passing anything to her or nothing because I was already recovered at that time. And San, sunny San Diego, you know, you have the sun, you get vitamin D. Like I was having a wonderful time and, and recovering pretty fast. But my mom, as we got back home, started to get sick. And so me working, uh, she didn't work. We shared one car and all of that. Uh, she would be here by herself. And I didn't like that because with her being by herself, no one was here to watch her or anything like that. So, you know, before I go to work or anything like that, I would check on her and, and ask, like, if you're okay, you know, how you feeling? She was sick, like, for probably four days, almost to a week, and it was not getting better, which was uh, a red flag to me. Around that same time that she was sick, my brother ended up getting severely dehydrated, only I didn't find that out until like probably a couple of days after the fact. But he got severely dehydrated to the point where he was at my grandfather's house, because that's where he was living at the time. And on the way to the bathroom, he passed out. So my grandfather got very alarmed. And then my brother woke up apparently, uh, I guess not too long after that, went to the bathroom came back from the bathroom and passed out again right in front of my grandfather. So my grandfather called 911 and my brother got put in the hospital. So my brother was in the hospital and then my mom was home with me still sick, you know, not knowing exactly what was going on with her other than I just figured it was like a cold or something. So eventually my mom had to go to the hospital too in an, in an extreme emergency because she had a really, really bad attack uh, probably around like July 4th or 5th or something like that uh, last year in 2021 in her room before I was about to leave to work. So if I would have left to work, my mom would have been dead by the time I got back home because I would have been gone the whole day. Uh, so I, before I left, that happened. I called 911. They came really quick. They took her to the hospital, uh, found out pretty much that like she was having the breathing issues that COVID was saying that, you know, people have the respiratory issues. So my brother and my mom were both in the hospital at the same time. So I had, I was the only capable one of doing anything. So the only people who knew was like me, my brother, my mom, my sister, because we're the only ones who are awake and aware in our family. So you can, you can see probably, hopefully, how difficult it was to have to deal with this situation. While my mom and my brother are in the hospital, um, I had my sister with me as well. So I had to go back and forth because they were in two different hospitals, back and forth to each one and figure out what was going on with them. So 
my grandfather wasn't able to, he's not really that mobile anymore. So he wasn't able to get my brother out of the hospital. So I had to do that. And I didn't want my brother going back to my grandfather's because of that, that issue with them being so brainwashed with the COVID shit. And I, I took him back to my apartment and I was, uh, trying to get him some stuff that would help with the dehydration because I found that out through the doctor. The doctor said that my brother was severely dehydrated to the point where his kidneys were uh, kind of dried up, which is not a good thing. So he couldn't retain uh, liquids, meaning that I had to get you know stuff like watermelon, coconut water, and water, teas, uh, bone broth, things of the sort to get him back to uh, a state where he wasn't so fatigued and dehydrated. Now, as my brother was recovering, I was going back to my mom, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And when my mom went to the hospital, she didn't have her phone with her because it was just an emergency and, and, you know, we got her out of there. So I had to come back, made sure my mom had her phone with her and I had contact with my mom. So my mom was telling me what they were giving her, what they were feeding her. I also had a friend who was working at that hospital, and I made sure that she told me what was going on with my mom, uh, what they were giving her, things like that. Um, now, within that time frame is when I was really confused because I said, how, like, what is, what's happening? It doesn't make sense because when they took tests inside the hospital, because they would have to have you take the a COVID test in order to deal with the patient. So they both came up positive, my mom and my brother. But in terms of COVID, if they're telling you that COVID is doing a specific thing to people, why are both of my family members coming up positive, but two different things are happening to them? So that was already red flag number one, really. Uh, there was a lot of red flags, but that was the main one that got me on my journey to research what was happening. So my mom can't breathe and my brother is severely dehydrated to where he, I've never seen either one of them like this. So they can't walk or nothing. Like my, or at least my brother, my brother couldn't walk or nothing. I had to help him to the bed, to the bathroom, all that stuff. And with that uh, a positive COVID test is telling me I'm going off of the narrative that they're COVID positive, both of them. So I looked, something, something happened. I, I don't know if it was something I saw somewhere uh, if it was something someone put together, but something happened where I came across radiation pneumonitis. And it showed the similar symptoms that my mother and my brother kind of had. And so after I came across that, and I said, that's very, very, very strange. After I saw that, I said, let me put in radiation and dehydration. Because I'm my brother's home with me, so I'm, I'm I can actually help him. Uh, my mom is out of my hands at this point. So I looked at radiation and dehydration, and sure enough, it said everything that my brother was dealing with had to do with radiation. So you can be dehydrated, but severely dehydrated happens when you are exposed to radiation. So I said that's interesting. Let me look at what's going on with my mom. My mom is having the breathing issues, uh, liquid filling up her lungs, all, all the stuff that radiation will do to you is exactly what happened to my mom, her lungs getting stiffer and all that. And so that's when the whole floodgates opened for me. And I said, this is all 
uh, starting to come together now. So I said the one common thing that, that both of them have is radiation exposure. Even myself, when I was sick, I had fatigue that was pretty severe to where I had to have my mom actually juice for me and make teas and all that because I really couldn't move that much. Uh, I didn't have the energy or the strength. So even when it came to me and I looked it up, sure enough, radiation causes fatigue. So this is when the whole radiation of uh, c connectivity came to be for me. You know, eventually my mom lost her life in there, but that's a whole nother story due to the hospital because there are two separate things that are going on. There's the hospital murder factory, and there's how people are getting sick and ending up in the hospital. Well, firstly, you know, thank you for sharing that. I think um, getting the the full context of the story is really important and um, how you came came about all of the information, I think, would be a good thing to to touch on next. It's really stupid to say that these things would not have an impact on our health. At what point after reading about like the radiation poisoning, I mean, did you just believe that full on from that point? Did you go through a process of like cross checking that information? Like, where did you go from there? Absolutely. I only deal in facts. I actually looked everything up. And the reason why my story is so important, and also, as you said, is because I witnessed everything firsthand. I have all of the evidence of what they were giving my mom in the hospital. I have all of the evidence, what the doctors were telling me were happening. I have all of the evidence of what happened to my brother. And thankfully, I didn't lose two family members because my brother is able to speak to this day and explain exactly what happened to him. And he even said himself, where he was working at the time, there's a 5G tower that was right, pretty much right next to the building he was working at. And my brother would jog on his uh, lunch breaks. He would exercise and run. And he said one particular day, um, I guess he, he wasn't eating and things like that because what happens when you're exposed to radiation is it will completely decrease and get rid of your appetite. And that happened to me, too. I lost weight. That's where weight loss comes in. Uh, all the people I talked to that had COVID, quote, unquote, experienced weight loss because they, did, they, they, had, uh, they didn't have an appetite. And that's what radiation exposure would do to you. So any time you see people really who undergo, like, uh, uh, radiation therapy, cancer treatment, they, they experience weight loss due to radiation therapy. And that's where a lot of that uh, came from as well because, I looked and, and made sure that what was happening to my family members, that the doctors were corroborating it, and they did, that the stuff I was researching was corroborating it, and it did, that radiation itself and COVID, the narrative, was corroborating it, and it did. Everything to a T that they tell you about COVID is radiation. There's no, there's no miss. Everything's a hit. And what I mean by that is that... When it came to the mask that they were telling, trying to mandate uh, uh, everybody to wear a mask, you know, I looked that up and I, I said, well, I know about hazmat suits. That, that's obvious when it comes to radiation. But what about these masks that they're telling everybody to wear? Well, literally just the other day, because uh, I already had this information before, but the other day they said even specifically that the N95 respirator masks are used to 
lessen your ability to breathe in or inhale radioactive particles in the air. So what virus do you know, right? I mean, even if it's like the AIDS virus, which apparently you can get by having intercourse or sex, that is not something that you can touch a surface and get. That's something that apparently has to happen, you know, internally. So the mask, when you actually really think about this, the mask, washing your hands, all the stuff they're telling you to do, social distancing, is actually all something that has nothing to do with a virus at all. If, if there was actually a virus, that wouldn't be the case. I mean, if you watch zombie movies, what does a zombie have to do in order to infect you? It has to bite you. You don't just get it by, by breathing in air. So this is really common sense stuff when you think about it. But even when it came to social distancing, I looked that up, and that's on American Cancer Society. Uh, they'll tell you right there that after you've gone radiation treatment, when it comes to cancer, they tell you to social distance six feet, specifically six feet, and be away from family members in your house. Why is that? Because you become radioactive when you're exposed to radiation like that. So the social distancing to a T has to do with radiation. The mask has to do with radiation. Washing your hands has to do with radiation because that's how you can remove radioactive particles or washing your clothes. Clo uh, the radioactive particles can stay on your clothes for a couple of days. And how long did they say that uh, COVID can stay on a surface? A couple of days, 48 hours to two days. So everything to a T that I was looking up, the small things, because I had to look up the small things first, amongst other things, like uh, vitamin D, the stuff that Joe Rogan said that he used to cure his COVID is all uh, stuff that are anti-radiation supplements or drugs. Like they all work as an anti-radiation drug. So any of the stuff that I looked up was simple because all I did was put radiation in front of it. That's all I needed to do. Go on Google, put in radiation mask, radiation washing hands, radiation social distance, radiation whatever, and all that information is there. And I said this before, but I use Google because I did not want nobody to call me a conspiracy theorist. All this information is there. And this is how I know that everything I found out is true, not only because I have a family member who's dead from it, but I also have people around me who've experienced the same thing. How is this happening? How they're causing like so many people simultaneously um, to experience this, as well as um, I want to talk about how lifestyle can play a part in that. You're right. Lifestyle does have stuff to do with it because, for an example, my mom, she wasn't technically obese. She wasn't like big like that, but she was, pro she was obese for a female because there's a certain body mass index that females um, and males have. And so for my mom, she was over that. So my mom was borderline diabetic, like almost, almost there. So what we know about the COVID narrative is we know that they tell you any comorbidities uh, that these people have, a, uh, uh, they're more susceptible to getting COVID. Well, look up radiation and see what that does to you if you are uh, diabetic or obese or any of, the, uh, any of those things. So I did that. Um, so if I paraphrase a little bit, uh, you know, that's fine. Anybody can look this up. But when it comes to the obesity uh, or overweight, see, my mom was very organized. So I was in her phone and I looked in her notes and stuff and she kept track of all that. And so she said, you know, she had the notes about her being pre-diabetic, the doctor, things that doctors were saying. For her, yeah, she was 
I don't I don't remember her weight, maybe two twenty something or something or two thirty or something, it was something like that. But um with a little sad face on it because that was cute. But that made me look into what does your weight have to do with this? Because I've had people around me who were bigger as well who had it, people I worked with at the time, who were like, oh, it was the worst thing. And I was like, well, of course, because if you're big already, you can't breathe half the time, right? Like the, your your breath is going to be affected by uh, because of your weight. So when you look into what radiation does to people who are overweight, when you're exposed to radiation, it does 25, I believe it was, percent more damage to that person. So people who are bigger, right, me and my brother, we have it. We're not experiencing what my mom is experiencing, right? So my brother was severely dehydrated, and my mom had all the things that they're telling you COVID actually does to you. Two different people, two different, uh, you know, male and a female, two different sizes, two different weight classes, all of that. All of that, and you're telling me that one thing, which is COVID, is doing multiple things to multiple people, that's false. So, but radiation does that. So when you are in that weight class, so to speak, um, or you have these comorbidities, other things, it is going to attack you differently. So for people who were overweight, that's what was happening to them. They were getting it worse than the people who uh, were, you know, in shape or thinner or whatever you want to call it. Now, how they're doing this is through kind of you brought up 5G and the 5G towers. Well, a lot of people don't know this. I do because I did the research is that G stands for gray unit, GY. Now, if you look this up, one, two, three, four, five GY, six, seven, eight GY, 10 is extremely deadly. That's when it's just like that, you're done. Um, 5GY is where we're at right now. 5GY is when it gets deadly to humans. Like when it's like what we're experiencing now, people who the oxygen is being completely taken from their body. That's what's happening to them. So when when in Wuhan, people were passing out, the people who were recovering the bodies were wearing hazmat suits. They weren't wearing N95s. They were wearing hazmat suits. Why is that? Because they were dealing with radiation, not a virus. Uh, with these towers and all this stuff going up, we're at 5G, which is just five gray units. That's pretty much what it is. And they're probably already working on six or whatever. But the key thing about this, and I'm going to have uh, somebody come on who's going to corroborate this when I do uh, my part two with Blanche. He went in and he talked about the Russian flu, the Asian flu, so on and so forth. All of these different flus that happened, same exact thing. These are all the same exact thing, every single one. So this has happened before, and every time that it's happened, They've introduced some type of technology to humanity, and like you brought up about the frequencies, this is exactly what is happening to people. The frequencies are being messed with the same way, and, and we'll talk about this another time, but I broke down, I did a live about weather manipulation. The same thing with weather, is everything is frequency, everything. So when they're manipulating this with radiation, because we have an ionosphere and all of this, and I, and I went into what... Uh, ions are. This is all ionizing radiation that is attacking people. And 
ionizing radiation in itself is a whole other thing. You have uh, negative ions, you have positive ions. Negative ions are good, positive ions are not good. And all of these, the radiation that's hitting people is all positively charged ions. So that's a whole other thing to get into as well because there's you know a bunch of information with that. But the important thing to note is that these people know this already. And what they're doing is they are crafting a narrative around this virus that doesn't exist to, to implement medical tyranny on every single person on this planet because it's global. Now, my whole thing of really bringing all this information to everybody and why it's so important is because a lot of people don't know this and it's so simple. It's so simple. I mean, of course, I saw it firsthand and I had to lose a family member to, to really come across it, but I don't want that to happen to others. They are manipulating every single thing about this reality. And if they can convince people that you're the problem, which is what they're doing with climate change and this fake virus that doesn't exist, but they're the ones that are attacking everybody with the radiation and with, and with manipulating the weather, they are going to get away with controlling everything. And that is, that's, a, that's an issue in the sense of people don't really know the truth. And this is why this is so important. We're about to go into our third year of people still not knowing anything. I still see people saying it's a virus. So once we can kill that narrative, then I think we can move forward. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think sharing the information, um, you know, a along with um, the real the real facts, the real research and things like that is giving people the tools that they need. Like I said before, we're always going to have people that just refuse to see the truth. And it's because of they were so heavily affected uh, by propaganda um, and they were totally brainwashed. You know, if you if you chose not to wear a mask or get the jab um, or just wanted to be a free person or you said this is medical tyranny, um, if you said we had a tyrannical government and things like that, they literally, you know, not only called you names, but wished you death. And I just don't think those people are going to have what it takes um, and accountability to be able to backtrack on that. Man, it's just, it's just sad. I just hate to see people that are um, just so afraid of the truth. And now that we know with all of the evidence, all of our so our so-called theories um, about what is to come and what is happening, these people don't want to face reality. It's going to be another issue on our hands trying to deal with these frantic people that just <laughs> refuse to understand why it's happening. They're going to be distraught. And I, I said this before, too, is I have a lot of sympathy for these people. I have a lot of sympathy for people that can't see the truth because it's not all them. It's not them choosing to be blind. Programming is just far too strong to make it, uh, you know, make make any sense for them. Um, I did want to ask about um protection from the radiation so we've covered like this radiation is essentially it's depleting your your oxygen which there's oxygen in your blood which that's going to cause um extreme illness that's what causes i'm sure a lot of the fatigue um all the water in your body it is um i want to say is it dissolving it to make it um to make you dehydrate or possibly it's changing um, the way that your body works since it messes with the frequency. So your body is no longer focused on absorbing the hydration. 
I would say probably makes sense. I'm just thinking of a microwave, right? You leave something in the microwave too long, it becomes dry. There's only so many things that you could microwave, um, but it's to deplete the moisture. So not only is it depleting the oxygen, it's creating heat in the body. So, um, and then you're saying that basically these are a bunch of like uh, positive charge ions and I essentially like free radicals. Do you think that um, choosing choosing foods that choosing foods and vitamins that eliminate free radicals in your body is probably a good decision at this point, I would say. Okay. All right, cool. Yes. You hit the nail on the head on a lot of different things. There are different metals and all this stuff and unnatural things that are in the air due to positive uh, ions, things that they're spraying, uh, chemtrails, all this other stuff that they say aren't real, but they're just aerosols. That's what it is. With the microwave analogy, which is perfect, when you put foil in a microwave or aluminum foil, to be precise, it'll blow up. And that's due to the radiation exposure because that's what a microwave is. So a microwave is certain frequencies and radiation. And I think a lot of people forget that. But what happens when you have all of these metals and stuff in your body, right? When you have all these metals and stuff on your body, you become pretty much radioactive. That's pretty much what happens. You become um, exposed to the effects of radiation more because that's what happens to these types of objects. So this is what people are breathing in. This is what people are drinking because there's lead in the water. There's all kinds of stuff uh, with food, air. Like if you think of all the elements, this is what they're poisoning. And these people understand, uh, for an example, everybody has an electromagnetic field. Some people call it an aura. Some people call it a, you know, a whatever, a shield, a, fo a force, whatever. But everyone has one. So whether yours is weak or strong is up to you. And this is when we get into foods, drinks, liquids, all this types of stuff and your environment. If you are in a highly radiated environment, like no one's going to live in Chernobyl, well, then your field is going to be weakened, um, you know, more and more due to the fact that you are continuously exposed to radiation. So everybody has this magnetic field uh, individually uh, around their body. That's due to, you know, like Nikola Tesla says, everything is energy. Now, some, field, some people's fields are weaker than others, and this is how some people can be more susceptible to the radiation exposure uh, just off of that. But how do you build this field up? Well, you build this field up by the foods that you eat, the things that you put in your body, uh, the liquids, all that stuff. If you drink like a bunch of alcohol, your field is gonna, it's gonna be weakened and weakened and weakened. So is your immune system. Um, and uh, this is what a lot of people are, ex are experiencing. They're experiencing this weakness in their field, being exposed to the radiation, and then they're getting sick and you know ending up in the hospitals or some people don't go to the hospitals to just stay home and feel like they're dying or whatever but that's because you're, you're weakening your own magnetic field. So if everything is frequency, which, you know, radiation is uh, uh, like a, um, well, there's so many ways that you can put it, but you can't see radiation. You can, you can feel its effect, but you can't see it. Um, the same way as some people are naturally like in tune when they, someone walks into the room because of that magnetic field, you can feel it. You can feel someone's energy and all that, right? So, that's kind of what's happening. It's like what you were saying about your story. 
uh, your eyes started to go blurry and things of the sort. It's because something was happening to your magnetic, your electromagnetic field due to the radiation exposure. So there's a lot of stuff there that if you delve into, it actually makes sense. But how many people do we know probably know anything about that at all? Like not a lot. So that in itself right there, dealing with the stuff that you can't see, is a lot of stuff that people can't grasp. But if you have that understanding that you have this magnetic field and whether yours is strong or, or weak is up to you, depending on what you, how your lifestyle is, are you getting enough sunlight, right? Um, vitamin D. Vitamin D was something I broke down as well. And, you know, Joe Rogan was talking about, too, how he recovered. He said he was taking vitamin D supplements. There was just a study the other day. And I had, uh, I, I had screenshotted it because I wanted to make sure I had it. But they were saying that if people were giving these vitamin D supplements, these COVID cases would have severely dropped. Well, they were trying to lock people down and keep them at home. And how do you get vitamin D? You get it from the sun. You get sunlight gives you vitamin D. Um, black people or people who are melanated have high levels of vitamin D. So at first, black people weren't being affected like really at all they were saying like we couldn't get it and then eventually we started getting it but we started getting it as the variants started coming along like all these different variants right so they had alpha beta gamma delta mu um omicron uh what was the other one lambda and when i looked all that stuff up and my brother's the one who actually kind of spotted this he said they're all rays of radiation all of them, alpha, beta, all have something to do with radiation. So even this new one that is uh, BQ, and I know we talked about this already, uh, BQ 1.2, 1.1, all of that stuff, it's, those, it's called Becquerels, which uh, it, it's named after this guy, Henry Becquerel, and it's used to measure a unit of radioactivity. So these variant names that they're getting aren't even just they're not random they're not just like oh my god uh let's just come up with cool names no everything that they've chosen has to do with radiation and even the xbb which is the newest one that has to do with uh chromosomes that are affected by radiation so there's there's no escaping anything that has been uh crafted around the narrative with it being something to do without radiation, every single thing is. Even, uh, I mean, when we go back, you know, and we were talking about the mask, the washing your hands, the social distancing, which was all some of the first stuff, the supplements or medicines that they didn't want people to take. When I looked up um, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, they all said the same thing, anti-radiation drugs. So, they didn't want people to heal from this. They wanted to keep people sick, which is why they made sure or tried to make sure that people couldn't get these medicines. They chose uh, to completely remove this off the market for people. Ivermectin was, was proven to help people, but they obviously went their, their route to completely get to a point where people couldn't even they didn't even want people to have the information. All this stuff was being censored everywhere. Oh, so many things to touch on right there. There's people that we consider to be top and high level people that still don't know the reality of what is happening. 
I really think it ties back to the depopulation um, agenda. They just really, you look at even this whole time, they have done everything in their power to deplete our resources. Um, And so then they're going to crank it up on how we're really going to combat this in a mass, in a mass way, or even the (laughs) feels like just like a, 20,000 people are left that's like not jabbed up that's not believing this stuff like it starts to feel very solace and we start to think about the end of the days and um the zombies are kind of like upon us so um where do you think that this is going from here well if people don't wake up hell in a handbasket but at this point they're still using the COVID narrative to usher in medical tyranny We still have the World Health Organization and their pandemic treaty trying to completely overthrow the Constitution and our uh, bodily autonomy due to the fact that they feel that we can't govern ourselves when there is a quote-unquote pandemic. So that's my whole point of people believing this bullshit is that if you believe it and and they can get you to believe it, they're gonna control everything because they are manipulating everything. As I said, the world is a stage. They're manipulating everything. You're believing everything that they're telling you and selling. And then they're able to usher in these different laws or, you know, I mean, laws would be more like on a smaller scale. Like there's some places, for example, like Los Angeles that was doing, uh, it wasn't law, it was the mandates though. But with the mask and all that stuff, like there's no need to wear the mask. There's just not. We know what the masks are used for. We know that they don't help. Fauci said that over and over and over again. Wear a mask, wear two masks, wear three masks, wear a mask and a baby diaper. And some people were doing it, wearing the face shields, all kinds of crazy stuff. That does absolutely nothing. And when you actually look it up, like I said, it'll tell you it's only there to limit the amount of radioactive particles that you inhale. But if you think it's a virus, then you're you're going along this whole thing the the wrong way so where where it can go is exactly there to where they get everything they want which is complete control over everybody through medical tyranny and i want to also add this on on top of a couple of things real quick is when i did that that uh that live I went over a bunch of different stuff, but there was a lot of stuff I didn't go over, and there was stuff I found out after. For an example, everybody remembers the thermometers when they were putting those thermometers to your forehead. Something happened, and I was like, I think somebody said something about a thermometer, and I said, let me look that up, right? Of course, radiation thermometer, right? Looked that up, and when I went to go see my mom in the hospital one time, they had one on the wall. So you had to go and check your temperature before you can go anywhere. And then if you're vaccinated, and it didn't even matter really if you're vaccinated or not at this place because they still treated you like shit. But if you're vaccinated, then you can go further into the hospital. If you're not, you got to stay in the little lobby area. So I got my uh, little head checked or whatever was fine. But that's what I thought about was the thermometer. What does the thermometer have to do with radiation? Because everything they told us about COVID has to do something with radiation at this point. Now, what those thermometers are called, and it's right in your face, is a thermal radiation thermometer. It's not there to detect if you have 
a fever or if you have a sickness, it's there to detect the amount of radiation that you're exposed to. Even the thermometer, I was like, well, you can't escape it, still can't escape it. Also moving on, one thing that triggered me to look this up was I was re-editing the, the live that I did where I broke all this down. And in there, I was talking about real quick how my mother had to undergo a blood transfusion. So I looked that up. Blood transfusion, radiation. Well, why do you get a blood transfusion when you're exposed to radiation? Because radiation is messing with the blood to where it's not allowing oxygen to flow freely throughout your body. This is why they have the breathing problems and the oxygen uh, issues. So they give you a blood transfusion so that way the blood can transfer the oxygen throughout your body. Never in my life have I heard them do this about a virus. So there were so many things, even after the fact, that I was finding out that I was like, There's, this is without a doubt, like, the craziest thing I've ever heard in terms of, you know, some virus. Like, Ebola doesn't do that. Ebola will make you bleed internally. It, it does these specific things. This is doing all kinds of things. And everything that you can look up in terms of what they're telling you about uh, COVID, you can look up in terms of radiation. So what is happening is they're still using the narrative now, and they're, they're also talking about, you know, monkeypox and all this other stuff. But just the other day, I saw something that said this zombie virus uh, has been, like, revived or restored after being, like, in a, in a Siberian uh, parastorm or something like that, and they revived this virus. I'm like, these, these people are creating the issue. They know that the narrative is falling apart. Whether people know this information or not, they know it because people aren't walking around wearing masks. Some of them are, the stupid ones. But uh, there's some of them like, are doing it, but majority of people are not going along with the narrative still. So they're trying to continue to keep this going, and they keep talking about another pandemic and next pandemics. So they're going to continue to prolong it as much as they possibly can until they can get what they want. And even Fauci was caught lying. Fauci is just, you know, he decides to step down because he knows that he's full of it, and everything that he says is a lie. It's all to cover up a, uh, you know, this agenda. And, but even him himself, you're never going to get to the bottom of where this originated. This quote-unquote virus, you're never going to find out where it originated because it's not a virus. They never isolated it as a virus. They've never, there's, there's no, any, no type of evidence to prove there's a virus. There's just not. Because if there was a virus, it would do one thing specifically to everybody, not multiple things to everybody. And I don't know if that's going to be uncovered or not. I mean, if people see this, if people spread this information, because it's factual information, then this narrative that they're trying to push this, imagine if everybody knew this. Imagine if everything that we're talking about right now, everybody knew. There's no way that you can hide this. There's no way you can. And there's no way that you can continue to lie to people and claim that there's some killer virus out there when it's not and it's radiation, but who's the one who's putting all this stuff up, the towers? Who's the one who's poisoning the water? Who's the one who's poisoning the skies? Who's the one who's poisoning the air? It's, it's these people. So 
this is where it can go, but the possibility of us changing it is understanding this information. I've literally have changed lives around me by telling people this because they had no idea. And imagine, and this is why it's hard within my family, um, imagine me trying to explain this to my family members on my mom's side who are all brainwashed with this watching the liberal TV, all this other shit, because I can't even explain to them how my mother was killed. You know, they have a completely different outlook on what happened and what is still happening because they still wear masks. And I'm here like, oh, Jesus Christ, you guys are like, there's no helping majority of these people. So this is a, it, it becomes, how do you prove it? And that's pretty much what I'm here to do. I'm, I'm only here to present facts, not what I think or how I feel. So everything, like I said, I have the evidence of, and I always advise people to do the research themselves because this is stuff you can look up on a dime. Just everyone has a phone. Everybody has a laptop. Hopefully um, all you got to do is just type in exactly what I'm saying and it'll, it'll pop up. The last thing that you said about being able to talk to your mother's family, that is something as a truth seeker that I know that I, my sister and all of our closest friends have dealt with. Um, and so we say it's not about what we think or what we feel, um, but it, there is a very big human aspect to what we're going through right now because you could be friends with someone your whole life or it could be your family and things like that. And you could have a perfectly normal relationship, right? You know who I am. You love me. You trust me. But when it comes to exposing um, what these elitists are doing um, and trying to provide warning, even if it's just, you know, whether it's about the illness, whether it's about um, the medication, the treatment, the jab, all of these things. And you're like, hey, listen, like I'm seeing these things. I'm hearing these things. People are reporting these things and stuff like that to be dismissed by people that supposedly love you. To be, um, to have relationships and friendships and um, over all of this has left a lot of people, um, I think, uh, unwell. I, now they've started their journey. So it doesn't matter if it's day one or day 10. This information is for everyone. And hopefully, um, you know, I do pray over the podcast before I release it to have our information reach the people that need it most. I think all everything that we've talked about today um, is extremely crucial, even three years down the road, um, because not everybody's had the opportunity to put two and two together. Not everybody's experienced having someone in the hospital. Well, when you talk about people with COVID morbidities and their body is not regenerating these cells and these blood and it's not restoring the oxygen, and so you see a steady decrease after this, well, bringing in new blood is really important. That's actually, I didn't know that they were treating COVID patients with that. Have you found other people's um, stories to be similar? Like, or have you found anybody else with a similar story that you've had the chance to ask them about receiving blood and um, like what their story was like? Absolutely not. Not to the severity of my mother. Um, my mom's case was the most severe. Obviously, she was the casualty of the hospital, but the most severe 
in the sense of what was happening to her body. Other people that I've talked to who said they've had COVID, they all had all the symptoms of radiation. And so one person in, in particular, one I'll get to, which is a great story, but one person in particular was just talking about how she had weight loss, she had fatigue, she had everything, almost like I had. Same thing I was under. My brother is also a special case because I didn't know of anybody who I knew personally who had experienced what my brother did. Um, this other person I know, she actually had cancer. I believe it was stage three. Uh, could be wrong, but I believe it was stage three. It was either stage three or stage four. She beat the cancer, but while she was in there, she was undergoing cancer treatment, meaning radiation therapy. So she was actually done with one of her radiation therapy sessions. They tested her for COVID. She came up positive, and they isolated her. Now, what she said was that she had the flu-like symptoms. She had the headaches. She had the kind of like what you were describing, what kind of happened with you as well. I don't believe that she vomited, but that also happens when it comes to the flu-like symptoms. And I said, of course she has that because she just went through radiation therapy. So whether it was she was exposed to radiation on the outside doesn't matter. But the thing is, she wasn't exposed to radiation on the outside. She was in the hospital the entire time. The entire time she was in the hospital and they, she went through the radiation therapy and she got what COVID is telling you it does to you. How did you get it when you weren't even around people? You weren't even outside either. You were in a hospital, like to yourself, already isolated. So that was another key, key story that proved to me about the radiation, and not just that, but also the, the radiation therapy that is used on cancer patients. So also with that, because you brought up uh, talking about the tests, like the PCR tests, all those things. I looked up the swabs as well, and I looked up what that had to do with radiation. Well, they actually swab the way that they're swabbing to test for radioactive material in your body. That's what the swab tests are for. And if you actually pay attention, they're not cotton swabs. They're like fiber. It's fiber material on the end of those. It's not cotton. So that's used to test the radiation uh, material that is in your, that maybe you inhale or, or whatever, but that is in your body. And all of that stuff is so crucial because, you know, you, you obviously have to look back and make sure that the information that you're getting cooperates everything else and that and it, it absolutely does so everybody's story that i've heard that people i've talked to all cooperate everything i found out to some degree you know not everybody has the same experience because some people lost their taste some people lost their smell i talked to one person who who said that and i and she asked me and i said i didn't lose my taste or my smell but of course that bothered me because i said some people are experiencing that so why is that happening well, of course, I looked that up as well, and that happens when you have exposure to radiation uh, to your neck or your head and like your upper your upper body, and that will not destroy, but it will suppress your uh, your glands to where your taste buds, you're not going to be able to taste anything, and then you're you're losing your sense of smell due to the radiation. I really want to highlight the point of how everybody's kind of experiencing these different symptoms that they're all contributing to this one perpetrator. I know that I agree with you, but I just wanted to kind of 
I bring up these other said cold flu COVID symptoms um, that happen. And I think that so many people did experience that as well. The drying of the sinuses, feeling like you can't swallow and things like that. And how that ties into what you're saying about, you know, essentially our, our water being depleted and our oxygen being depleted out of our system. You touched on a lot and, and I'm glad you brought up the sinus and, and the uh, liquid because one thing that triggered me to look that up as well and I'll actually do this in real time while we're on here. But I was looking at, I was looking through my mother's phone and there was a photo that she screenshotted where she was FaceTiming my sister. And in that screenshotted photo, my mom's nose is running. And I zoomed in on it and I said, that's right. She had a runny nose when she was, uh, when she was sick, like, you know, first getting sick. But she wasn't, I don't remember her coughing or sneezing at this point. So I said, that's odd. So, you know, I looked it up and I looked up like uh, nose running, I believe it was, and radiation. It pretty much happens when you're exposed to radiation, but it happens in a way where it has nothing to do with you having a cold. It has nothing to do with there being, you know, necessarily like an inflammation. It is it's it's happening due to the radiation exposure and you know normally there's a process to this stuff it's it's you know you get sick you get the mucus build up you start sneezing and coughing due to that happening but this was more like a forced thing that was happening so she had that i didn't even have that my brother didn't have that either but she had that uh at that time so once again you have to look at this and say is it a cold is it a virus or is it something else because the, the something else is not acting as a cold or a virus. And that's where people have to start waking up at, if they haven't woke up already, is that everything that you're being told about this is doesn't, there is no science behind it. It's not science. This is all stuff that happens when your body is being attacked by a specific, you know, force or thing. And it's not... It doesn't act as a cold. It doesn't act as a flu. The, anything that's going to tell you flu-like symptoms, that's like if I tell if I told you stab-like wounds, you were stabbed with something. You know what I'm saying? It's it's something penetrated you. But the flu-like symptoms thing is 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 it's like a scapegoat to just say that's eh, flu-like. No, it 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 is that. It's just a more powerful because of we're talking about the 5G and the, and the gray unit, it's a more powerful form of the flu, so to speak. And you're getting that due to the, the level of radiation that's being spouted out there into the, uh, to the air, to the atmosphere. So when you look this stuff up and it talks about radioactive particles, there are particles in our air, and they are radioactive due to what these people are doing to it. And this is how p people are inhaling this, and they're also drinking water with these metals and things that are inside of it. That is all helping to accumulate this sickness uh, for people to be susceptible to the radiation. Uh, I want to go to the metals that are in our body. So when I'm talking about the food, the food that we're eating in our environment that we're in, um, it is important to have a low toxin diet. And uh, this is just my prediction and my opinion that when they do crank it up, we're going to be seeing a lot more of um, intestinal issues with this next said set of virus.
quote unquote virus. If they can continue to get away with the narrative, there's going to be radiation, everything pretty much, because that is how they're going to keep people sick. And they're going to blame it on a virus that came from a bat soup in China. You can't inject something into your body and expect yourself to be uh, Superman. It doesn't work like that. Anything that's outside of your body is something you don't need. You don't even need, you know, tomatoes and oranges and all that. You don't even need that. You can go without that. But what you can't go without is breathing, the breath. That's what you can't go without. So and once your breath stops, that's it. But you can go without water. You can go without food and all that. It's not, nece- it's not a necessity to you. But I think that the understanding of these things is what's lost with people. It's lost completely. And they have no knowledge of self at all. And these people who are in control of this stuff know and understand that these people are lost. And if they can continue to keep people lost in like a fake narrative that, that COVID is, which is why you were never able to speak about it. And anytime you put anything that had to do with COVID up, you have these little things at the bottom are, are telling you, go here for your vaccine information. Go here for COVID information. Oh, this is false. This is misinformation. Well, we just found out the other day that all this censoring has been done on purpose by a certain group of people that we don't have to talk about right now, but it's, it's been, it's all done on purpose because they want to make sure that their narrative is specifically crafted. And we just had Klaus Schwab, Mr. World Economic Forum himself, who made the great reset due to this COVID crap. He has another book a lot of people don't know about, and it's called The Great Narrative. What narrative are you trying to put out that's so great? Well, uh, a brand new reset that's driven by a fake narrative. But we have to expose it. That's the important thing is exposing. These people not only lied to you and tricked you, but it's so demonic that it's to the fact where they were even blaming it on you and saying, you killed your grandmother, you killed your father, you killed your mother because you were standing next to them. If this vaccine boosts your immunity, why are people still getting sick? Not only can you still catch it, but if you're obese, right, if you're a male who's 280, 90 pounds, that doesn't cure your obesity. You could still die from a heart attack or, you know, or heart disease or, or any of these other diabetes or whatever. So if your immunity is being boosted so much, how come these other issues are not being taken care of? There's nothing that you can put in your body through a needle that's going to heal you or help you with anything. It's not going to, it's not going to happen because you can't inject health. The real goal was to, was to vaccinate people, but they convinced everybody that there was a killer virus out there and you had to get it. And you couldn't go to the store and you couldn't go to your family members' homes and you couldn't do this and couldn't do that and go watch a game because you weren't vaccinated. So they wanted to start a business, which was, we need to get people vaccinated. We can make money off of that or we can kill people, whatever their goal is, right? How do we do it? Well, let's convince everybody that there's a virus. But there's not a virus. I know that. But let's convince everybody that there is. They'll think that, and then we'll go ahead and we'll give them the cure. So that's exactly what they did. They created the problem, we reacted to it, which is problem, reaction, solution, and they gave the solution, which was a vaccine, which hasn't been a solution to anything because people are still dying, as we see every day in the news. There's more people dying. Celebrities are dying more than ever because a lot of them were vaccinated, and we're finding that out, and they're all dying from mysterious you know, things such as we were talking about before, died suddenly, mysterious things that they just don't know how they're dying. 
but they are. Now, one of the things I wanted to touch on though before I pass it over was when it comes to the vaccine, DNA um, manipulation, things like that and things of the sort is I was watching an interview with Mel Kay and Karen Kingston. And Karen Kingston is someone I would like to talk to because she has been delving into this quite a bit. But what she was talking about was she was she was connecting radiation to uh, the manipulation of like DNA and vaccines and things of the sort. And what they do is, and I'll, I'll be paraphrasing just a little bit, but what they do is they humanize mice, meaning they inject the mice with fetal cells and things of the sort to humanize the mice. Then they expose the mice to radiation and they have to do that because radiation lowers your immune system and it starts to mutate a little bit. After they get that done successfully, then they inject them with different vaccines and things like that to manipulate the mice. So this is what is happening to people now when it comes to these vaccines. Radiation plays a big part in doing that. Radiation is getting the people sick and then they're getting to that point where the humanized mice were at. Then they're injecting people with what? Vaccines with who knows exactly what is in it. But that also manipulates your DNA. And when that happens, you basically become no longer human. So now we're seeing a lot of people who are experiencing um, infertility, things of the sort. And this goes with the XBB as well, that variant I was talking about. XBB is part of a uh it's like a chromosome um part of the x chromosome xbb and that's dealing with infertility not being fertile so you're not able to reproduce and all that and that happens when uh radiation is destroying like parts of your chromosome there's something i found uh not that long ago but that's what radiation can do is damage your chromosome so they found out through covid that the Y chromosome uh, in men is starting to be completely destroyed. They're saying COVID is doing that. So I said, that's funny. Let me see what radiation is saying that it does. Radiation is saying that radiation can destroy the Y chromosome in men. So men are becoming more and more and more feminine due to the, le the, the destruction of this chromosome that COVID is doing. So even to that degree, it's saying the exact, and these are not studies that are all like just recent. These could be studies from the early 2000s, 1990s, up until now. But the point is that this information is, is all there. It's all there to see. So everything that they're telling you for COVID, you could just literally just look up and it's all going to corroborate itself. But I just think that that is extremely important to note and to understand because nothing they've told you about this is random. It's all either pre-planned, which we know a lot of this is pre-planned, but even the names and all the stuff they're telling you to do with the social distancing, so on and so forth, is not a new thing. Scenes changing basically the genetic makeup of mice, which we know that that happens to people as well. I completely agree with you is um, you can't inject health via vaccine. I guess technically to really quote it, because I'd rather do that than paraphrase it. The Australian doctor finds chips 
and self-assembling structures forming in the Pfizer vaccine. So that is telling me everything that what I've, I've heard about in terms of the humanizing the mice, getting them to that point, and then messing with their DNA and having something go inside of the body and completely just mutate it to whatever the hell they're trying to do it, uh, trying, trying to mutate it to, is true. Because this is stuff I heard of before about being in this, uh, in the vaccine. And if the narrative is that this is supposed to help you, cure you, or whatever, what is this stuff? This stuff is, it's basically nanoparticles in my, in, in my uh, personal opinion. Nanoparticles, as we've seen in movies, are able to go into the body and will do all kinds of different things, but technically reconstructure themselves. They're kind of like little nanobots or whatever. That's what that sounds like to me. And I actually went over nanoparticles before and how that stuff is in the air, the food, it's, it's everywhere. But this whole restructuring of the human being is stuff that they talk about openly. You know, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's You can go on YouTube and go on probably anything Klaus Schwab or uh, Noah Yuval Harari and, and listen to anything they say and they talk about that, about uh, transhumanism and all this other stuff. And this is how it starts. If they're trying to go for a reset, which they've done before in the past, this is where all civilizations have had some type of reset. You know, if you talk about the fall of Babylon, if you talk about Atlantis, if you talk about uh, ancient Kemet or Egypt, there's been a reset, as in this is in, this is the history, right? That's not today. It's in our history. That is what they're trying to do now by destroying history and creating something completely different. So imagine, well, you don't have to imagine it, but just think for a second that their new reset is restructuring the human being all over again from their DNA and all that. That's why they said out of their mouths, we need to get 100% of the people vaccinated. They said that in Australia. They were trying to say it here in the U.S. They're saying it in Canada. We need Everyone needs to get vaccinated. Why? When your vaccine is proven not to cure anybody from anything, and you want to know why it does it, is because there's no virus. It's actually just radiation. And you can't cure people from radiation. If you look that stuff up, there's no going back once that damage is done. So once my mother's lungs were, were pretty much scarred up and destroyed, that was it. Those lungs were not going to repair themselves. So there was damage or there's damage done due to radiation, which is why they're saying that you can get long COVID. Well, if you look up what happens to you when you've been exposed to radiation, some people experience that long COVID, but it's not called that. It's just called exposure or long exposure to radiation over years. So you're going to experience long COVID because radiation is going to have this effect on your body for the next coming years or so. They made it to a point where you can't work unless you get injected. You can't go to school unless you get injected. You can't go to a a restaurant unless you get injected. That was all a plan. That was all an agenda from the start. And that was their plan to get people to do it. Then they started labeling people anti-vaxxers and, you know, murderers and all this stuff because you didn't want to do it. And they don't, you know, you don't love your neighbor and, and trying to push religion into it. Like it was a Christian thing to do. They know how to manipulate people. But when we talk about 
people that are getting injected and we know that there's nanoparticles in there, what do you think the possibility is, is that now they've injected people with the actual man-made virus that they started out saying was the original coronavirus? I think they're all doomed. There's, there's some people who say that, oh, you can detox it. No, you can't. Because the way that they have this is where it completely bypasses everything. It goes straight to your DNA, cuts it, and implants what it needs to in there. That is not something you can detox. Your DNA is something that is, is individually um, yours to where my mother and my DNA are not the same. The body is so important because it is our vehicle to operate within this realm that we're in. And they want to control that. They want everything like a, a, a hive mind, basically. So if they can successfully get everybody injected with this stuff, then there's no more free will. Like uh, Yuval Noah Harari said, there's no more free will. We can control people, pretty much. It's, it's like transhumanism. So... The importance of securing your DNA is so severe because it is yours and it's individually yours, but they don't want you to have your own. They don't want you to be sovereign. They don't want that. They want everything one and under one control. So that's the importance of staying away from anything that is unnatural or anything that is synthetic or any, because it's not conducive to your body at all. You know, we talk about the injections being started so um, early on. We talk about how, you know, this is injecting itself into your DNA. Well, obviously, we know that the fetus can't withstand that. I'd really be interested to know, uh, but I would love to see some of these DNA researchers, people that are accustomed to looking at DNA patterns, um, the information to come out through there. I can't imagine being um, science-minded if my life was dedicated to looking at DNA and genes and things like that, to not have that curiosity um, to see these things. And whether they want to see it or not, over the next couple of years, they're not going to have any choice. All the coroners, all those doctors, they had no choice but to say, this is what we're seeing. There's really no way that doctors would have seen that unless they were doing surgery on these people, which we already know that they're seeing it and they're covering it up. So really interesting. I'm, uh, I, I can only pray that that information um, comes out so we could see, you know, what kind of effects that is. I think we're going to get to a point where we have a very, uh, well, we already know that there's going to be a lot of death um, coming up in the next couple of years. Um, we already know that, you know, it's destroying men and their ability to reproduce, but also it's a, it, it's destroying women's ability to reproduce. And then these babies that might have came, been able to be born from these people that had that done, they're not going to be able to reproduce. Like we really, there's no, there's no way that you could look at this and say, this is not part of an agenda to control population. I agree. You know, I don't think that's something we, we touched on too much was the depopulation aspect of it. But I have a friend 
who worked in the hospital. He told me exactly what was going on there. Hospital were murder factories. The doctors were getting paid. The nurses were getting paid. Everybody in that hospital was getting paid. The hospital itself was getting paid for COVID deaths and to mark people as COVID deaths and to use these protocols that were being used, which was stamped for approval by Dr. Fauci. So this is where him and all his corruption comes in as well. I mean, there's more than that, but uh, on that topic, definitely within the hospitals, yes, they were going, they were all the, uh, chosen, not really, that's not the right word, forced, basically. I would say forced to use a certain protocol on COVID patients or people that didn't even have COVID. And, you know, they went in there, they got tested, they came up positive, and then up, we're going to put them in the protocol. So people were going in there, not even for COVID and never making it out. And uh, with that all being said, though, is that he was telling me, my friend was telling me that uh, the bodies and all that stuff they had stacked up, they were just kind of, it, it was just like, it was nothing, just tossing, tossing bodies, you know what I mean, around. Um, and it was it just, the hospitals became a murder factory. So that was its own thing within the whole COVID narrative because they were pushing that as well as you can remember when they were when you would see that ticker, whether it was on CNN or some of these networks, they had a little ticker, all oh, the death toll or all oh, the COVID cases. It was constant, constant fear, constant fear, and they were pushing all this stuff uh, within the hospitals as the ones that were, were getting the death. But no one cares about cases. It, you know, you have a case of, you know, somebody sneezed every time somebody sneezed or coughed. You go, that person's coughed, that person sneezed, that person coughed, that person sneezed. That's great. Well, it doesn't mean anything, you know, like there, something could have could have flew by and, you know, with, with pollen and, and got in his nose and he sneezed or something. That doesn't mean anything. But that's how they were treating that. They were treating it as if it was oh, every time somebody sneezed, you know, somebody had COVID. So they would just uh, ramp the, the cases up, which was causing fear. Same people were going to the hospitals which was causing fear. A lot of people were actually afraid to go to the hospital. Um, but there were some people, and like in my case, I had no choice but to have my mom go to the hospital because like I had to work and all that. Like I was, she wasn't working, I was working, I had to make money, I still had to do my thing, even though I took that time off. But my point is, is that nobody was here to see her if I was gone. So I didn't have a choice. I had to make sure that she was somewhere that, that where someone could look after her. Um, now, but some people, obviously some people chose to go, some people didn't. And all the people who chose not to go, I know of are still alive right now. So there's a lot that even when revolving around this narrative within the hospitals that I didn't touch on, but the hospitals is what was actually and really killing people. People weren't dying at home. Everyone I talked to that was sick at home were like, I felt like I was dying, meaning they probably had breathing issues and things like that. They couldn't move, yada, yada. But they're like, I refuse to go to the hospital. And they're still alive to this day. But the people I know that went to the hospital, they all died, unfortunately. I, I want to say, you know, I appreciate everyone who does like what we do, whether it's on a small scale or a big scale, because, you know, I, I got to reiterate, I don't feel like. I'm more important than any other person, but my story will wake up so many people and touch so many different people because if they understand that you're coming from a place of 
you know, like honesty and all that, and you don't have anything to gain from it, then, then that's really what truly resonates with people because the only way that we can really delve into all this stuff is when we do have an open ear, we pay attention and we listen. So, you know, with doing this and things that you do and that other people do and that I do is great because there's a lot of people that probably wish they could do what we do. And it's so simple. It's so simple to us, you know, get on camera, speak and speak from a place of honesty and, and you know, love and, and heart. But for not everybody, you know, it's it's something that's so simple. Like I said before, my mom's death was not for no reason. And so through my own experience is how I found out everything that I found out. And that, that could be one reason why a lot of people haven't put together. No one's really put together what I did. But once again, I just think that that does become a little troubling because we are two years into this narrative. And the more that I do see people talk about uh, it being a virus, there's no proof or none of that, is really, really alarming to me. When everything started, I know multiple people that were talking about radiation and 5G. The propaganda was so strong, it made people get off of that beating track. I think that there was a huge portion of people that were on track to believe this. Once people started getting the radiation exposure and poisoning, that solidified the COVID narrative. And may, and so many things happened. Do you know, I mean, that's incredibly difficult to expect people to stay on point and on topic through all of that. We had schools are shut down. We're homeschooling our kids. So many people lost their jobs. I mean, this was just a complete infiltration to our minds. It broke our way of life. It broke so many people. And for the people, you know, when things started changing and those immediate people that had the radiation exposure um, and that went into the hospital and were murdered, those were just more solidifications to there's something out there. There's this invisible enemy, this virus and stuff like that. Between that and the propaganda, I see how it happened, uh, you know, and then taking your voice away with all the freaking censorship. Uh, looking forward, I'm going to remain um, hopeful that we can do something to stop this, that we can stop this um, just tyrannical government, the abuse of of people around the world. This is not just an America problem. This is around the world. People are being um, abused and manipulated and brainwashed. You know, I I'll, I'll look forward to the next steps in the right direction. Uh, because you're right. When, when it first happened, a lot of people were saying 5G, 5G towers. Um, I didn't hear radiation too much. Uh, I just really heard 5G towers. I mean, one in the same, but, you know, 5G. And so that's what I think is the most important thing, is presenting why it is that. And that's what I'm trying to do for people, is to get them to understand, not only do I have the story to back it up, I have all the facts and information to back it up. And once I present it to you, then there's no denying that that is exactly what is happening or that is exactly what it is. That is, I think, how we win because there's an information war right now. There's always been an information war because there's a narrative that these people want to, you know, drive uh, a certain way. 
in terms of humanity. But right now, we're in a big information war. It's to the point where the truth is being labeled misinformation and the narrative is being labeled the truth. And if we can dissolve all of that with the facts, which is what I plan to do with all of this, then we win. So if you were to go back and look at how CNN and MSNBC and these networks were operating during COVID, they should all be locked up for what they presented. So, because it's all been live. But with that being said, is that is the importance of gaining the information, but having the facts to prove your point. And, and that's what I'm trying to get across. Don't stop putting two and two together because it will always equal four. If something is not sitting right with you, if something does not make sense, do the research. It's not something that's very common to where the radiation poisoning protocol would be on the forefront of their brain. You have to remember that these doctors are programmed to operate the way they are, and then they were reprogrammed for COVID. So we're up against a lot here. Before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to, um, to speak to our audience. If you had one minute to speak and this message was broadcast all around the world, you know, what would you want people to know? Man, that's tough because one minute there'd be, in my mind, would be so much stuff to say, but you know, mainly I want people to understand that there's no such thing as fear. Fear is something that is being created for you. It's not something that is a real thing. And really all there is is love. But fear only happens when love is, is being distorted. And this is how they gain their control, right? These people. Everything is fear-based. You turn on the TV, it's fear-based. You know, you watch a horror movie, it's fear-based. You go outside, it's fear-based. Like, everything is fear-based. But the reason why that's so important is because everything that we're facing has some type of fear attached to it. You know, you have this Russia and, and Ukraine war, that's fear. You have the COVID narrative, that's fear. You have climate change, that's fear. You have crime rising, that's fear. You have pedophilia, that's fear. Everything is fear, 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 fear. And they understand this and they know this. But when we have people like us that come together and we, and we speak on these things, we don't speak out of fear, we speak out of love. We, we put information out there because of love. I put things together because of love, you know? So I don't want people to have to uh, undergo uh, anything that, that may have affected me in a negative way or whatever, but I don't live my life like that. So I look at what happened with me as a positive thing. I take the positives out of it because without this uh, scenario happening, I wouldn't know what I know and I wouldn't be able to share it with the world. I wouldn't have people following me and listening to things I have to say or um, you know any information that I have. And this is how we grow as people and this is how we grow as community. And this is how people come together. So that is the number one thing I want people to look at is just unity um, and love revolving around our understanding of our reality and our world. Because, you know, everybody is not fortunate enough to have family or friends that are as close to them to where they can talk to them about anything or have these conversations. And that is the most important thing, I think, as of right now, while we are in this information war, to be able to have these conversations with like-minded people, not hive-minded, but like-minded in the sense of we understand that we all are coming from a place of love. Because once you're out of this body, 
and you're not operating the body no more, understand that your soul can either be a negative one or a positive one, and you decide which one that you want to be. I think that was an excellent answer and exactly what the world needs to hear right now. When you operate in fact, in truth, you really have nothing to fear. We'll be scheduling your telegram chat. So I look forward to that. Thank you for being here today. Yeah, of course. Uh, my pleasure though. I mean, I, you know, I love it. Before you go, hit follow and share with a friend.